Welcome to Renaissance City, a Prowlers and Paragons actual play produced by TTRP Theater. I'm Duke Walter, your Game Master. Myself and a group of friends have come together to spin some tales, have some laughs, and hopefully entertain you with our stories of superheroes. The Prowlers and Paragons system is a rules-light role-playing game that allows us to live out the fantasy of being the heroes and villains. The Scarlet Spartan is Dean Martin Jr. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that collaborate to bring you compelling content. We are a diverse group that loves playing a diverse set of games in a diverse set of styles. We have created a community for all people to come together and help us tell stories that we can all be proud of. Be sure to visit ttrptheater.com for all of our content. Okay, let's get into the show. It is a damp, dark day. You find yourselves trapped. The sounds of war are everywhere around you. Machine gun fire, artillery, prop planes flying overhead, engines of war, the screams of men, the yelling of soldiers in the trench running past you. We're in a trench. Yes. And these sounds are unfamiliar to Raymond. These aren't the sounds he's used to. I mean, he's heard them here before, but this isn't this isn't what his home sounds like. Well, and I don't think you've been up close like this. Right, right. Rifle fire and machine gun fire and, I mean, the, the explosion of an artillery hitting even 200 yards from you, let alone 60 feet from you. You and your friend Arturo. Arturo, my only friend. You and Arturo have been journeying since not long after he introduced himself to you on the banks of the Adriatic Sea. Your journey has found you here in the midst of one of the battles of Isonzo in World War I. You don't speak the language, but you understand the emotion and the intention behind all of it. What do you do? I can speak to Arturo, though. Yes. Arturo, um, while his English is broken, um, has been teaching you to, to speak English, not Italian. Though we're in Italy. Yeah. Even though you're in Italy. <laughs> not helpful around here. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. And what time of day is it? Uh, it is not long after dawn. The battle started. Well, the battles really never let up, but everybody woke up early to get it on, huh? But it is, it is yes. Raging around you. There are soldiers running past you in the trench. Um, you can hear soldiers cowering in fear gunfire all around you as men raise up over the edge of the trench and fire off into the mist. It is a dreary day. Fog hangs as far as the eye can see, and a heavy mist is falling out of the sky. You are wet and cold. How are you dressed? Uh, of the era, with the, uh, with the army coat on and um, the newly acquired Spartan helmet. Arturo is dressed similarly. Um, he has really nice shoes on. Um, they're obviously quite filthy because you guys have been, you, you Travels. got, you got caught up in this unintentionally swept into this. And so, you know, you're muddy and, but Arturo's, but he's, um, he's got beautiful. Yes. They real, used to be. Yeah, they used to be. It used to. Be, it used to be a really nice pair of shoes, man. But practical, always. I mean, yes. yeah, they're practical. Yeah, it's, it's not he like has... it's not like patent leather loafers or something like that. I mean, it's a practical pair of shoes. But okay, 
um, unlike a lot of the the men running around here, um, he's not wearing, you know, standard issue combat boots or anything like that. No, he's wearing his fancy shoes, of course. He is watching people as they run by, and you guys are getting some looks, but most of the people are ignoring you two because there are more pressing matters. Right. Arturo, which side are we on again? Raymond, the these men here. These are your brethren. This is my people. What? I don't even know how to do a bad Italian accent. These are my people, eh? Oh. No. E. <laughs> that's such American <laughs> Italian bullshit. Um, yeah, that's, that's Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Philadelphia fucking Philadelphia Italian. Uh, um, yeah. Just talk like the y- Godfather. Yes, Raymond. These are my people. I don't know any other way to get out of here. That's French. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I do not know any other way to get out of here. Uh, but this is not the end. Yeah. We got to get across here through that maelstrom. Our, our contact point is north and east. Come with me and, and speak your language. Of course. Okay, I'm going to go I'm going to go find somebody. We're going to find somebody. Okay. Who are you looking for? Uh someone who seems like they know what's happening. So like an officer type? Uh, like you wouldn't be able to tell, Bridget. I mean, I mean you could ask around. Yeah. Yeah. Arturo, find somebody that knows the stuff. Yes, that's a good idea. And he stands up and and um there are a couple of guys um, sitting against the back wall of the trench, just sitting on the ground smoking and just chattering back and forth as if none of this matters to either of them. Yeah. They're already resigned um, to their fate. They care not to fight. You've seen these types before. How does that make you feel? It's not my fight. I'm not bothered by it one bit. Not at all. You, you hear them speak back and forth in Italian. Uh, Raymond, what is it that you want to know? Who's, who is um, in charge? And he translates back to them. And you, you hear them say, Generalissimo Capello. Is there going to be a general in this trench? Is that not who you were looking for? Someone? someone... Well, look, Raymond doesn't understand general. I mean, whatever. Show us the way. Lead us to him. And he turns and, and translates. They kind of take their four fingers on their hand and brush it under their chin like, piss off. Find him yourself. All right. Otto. Let's find somebody that gives a damn. Uh, of course. Yeah, we shouldn't have been talking to those guys. I mean, at least we have a name. Yeah, see, I mean, like, in my brain, I'm saying there's no way there's a general down here, but Raymond has no idea. So, you know, the name passed him over. Generalissimo is all he remembers at this point. So several people, you know, are running by. I mean, there are guns being fired off up over the trench wall. Yeah. You know, all around you. Um, it's everywhere. Mortars are falling. Ugh. Yeah. Head on a swivel, you know, looking for anything coming over the top. Um, I want you to. I want you to roll either agility or toughness, please. Uh, man, toughness is the role. Because I really don't, I don't even know what's happening. I mean, so he's just going to have to be tough, tough about it. Okay. Looking for evens and I'm getting a bunch of odds off the top. My God, that was terrible. Two plus one, two, two total. Two total. Dice are cold. You you are going to take one harm as you can hear the whistle, but it, you're not quick enough. You can hear the whistle of a mortar as it slams into the ground in into the trench, not 40 feet from you. Shrapnel tears a dozen people apart. You hear the screams of men as they are in their death throes. Chaos erupts around you. You see some men run over to try to grab up and and pull out some of the wounded. Twisted bodies 
blood everywhere. Um, and and you have you've taken a hit from uh, from a piece of wood, uh, a large piece of wood that was blasted out that that smacks you in the back. Um, but luckily, you taking that um, helped protect Arturo as he was kind of standing in front of you. Right, which has happened before. <laughs> Arturo always seems to find the right side of me to avoid danger. Okay, so he's okay. Arturo's okay, and he looks over his shoulder, um, and he says, I apologize for not telling you about that, but I was embroiled in this conversation. Let's find Capello. Arturo, go, go, go. And, yeah, and he and he's, takes off running. Okay, head on a swivel. As he's running forward, and, and you guys are, uh, you guys are kind of heading into traffic at this point. There are dozens and dozens of people that are running at you toward where the explosion happened. And when you're running through such a narrow space, you know, you kind of have to sometimes put your back to the wall or, um, you know, stop and and sidestep. And Arturo, I mean, and you know this about Arturo, he always seems to put his feet in exactly the right place. Right. This crowd does not hamper him in any way, shape or form. He moves very quickly and deftly through the entire crowd. Fluidly. Yes, I want you to roll agility to see if you can keep up with him. Oh, Arturo. <laughs> okay, that's not much better. No, it's not better. Two. Well, he's the one who can talk to him. I mean, I-, I can catch up. You don't. You don't lose him. You don't lose him. But you're you're falling behind a bit. Right. But again, just like you know, him always being on the side of you to ensure that you're the one that takes the hit instead of him. Um, yeah. At this point, uh, with your travels together, you're used to this. You're used to this right. uh, being what he is capable of. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it uh, makes sense because, like I said, uh, Ray's got a little more eye towards this guy at this point, too. Okay? He let one sneak up on him. And uh, he's got eye to the sky with a a trench shovel in his hand. Okay. You can't see very far up above you because of the fog and the mist in the air. You know your uh, your your vision is is quite limited in in Ugh. this space. Your dark vision cannot help you in the fog. Not in the fog. No. You chase him for a couple of minutes, um, and he stops and is talking to a man with. Um, a, a very large mustache and um, a hat with a, a solid short black brim. It's kind of a, it's, it's a very short but round topped hat. Um, it has three red bars on a green field. Um, and he has, um, oh, what are those things on your shoulders called? That's terrible. I can't think of what that, what that is. I know what that word is, damn it. Anyway, he obviously... On Mayheim, did you guys have any kind of symbolism as far as rank was concerned? Was that a thing? You know, everybody kind of had their positions. But was it easy for you to delineate through any kind of of, of visual symbolism? You know, did you have a uniform? Um, no. You know, is, is that something that you're used to? It was. Uh, it was more vocal. Well, you can you can tell that. This guy's uniform is obviously different than the other uniforms that you are seeing running up and down. He's still dirty, you know, he's still right in it, but um these signifying colors um make him a little more obvious when you're, you know, up close and personal um as to his rank in comparison to others. And Arturo has stopped and is and is speaking to him. Everyone else has got a helmet on. And this guy is wearing one of those hats. Yes. And Arturo said that gentlemen wear hats in public. <laughs> yes, it's true. Gentlemen wear hats in public. All right, so Raymond recognizes. He's going to catch up as fast as he can. Yeah, you get there, um, and Arturo is... It's is making very fast talk, and this guy, he's speaking very quickly with this gentleman, and this guy seems to 
be not ignoring him, but obviously not taking him seriously. He is barking out orders um, at other things. And then you hear Arturo say something to him in Italian, and he stops and turns and looks at Arturo and is very engaged with him all of a sudden. Okay. That's when Raymond steps up. Perfect timing, my friend. I was just telling um, our friend here, the lieutenant, that um, we are needing passage to get through. He was um, not very interested in assisting us, but that's changed. And he says something else to him in Italian. You were looking for the, the leader. This is likely as close as we will get right now. Good. When they had visuals, how far away is the enemy's line? And you hear him translate back to the lieutenant. It's about 300 meters to the, to the front. But up the hills behind, there are mortar lines. And on past that, artillery and possibly even tanks. Uh, God, 300 yards of a killing field? 300 meters, even. And there's a hill behind them where they have the mortars laid out and then tanks in the, in the hills behind that. Is that what I'm getting, Duke? Right, so the killing field between, between the two trench lines and then they are dug in. Jeez, that's a distance. They are dug in under some hills, and they have a mortar. Yeah, they have mortars set up in various places behind that, and then there is an artillery line behind that, possibly uh, with tanks as well. Well, they're not going to shoot into their own trench. God, we got a a whole August day to get through. Sunlight is up until nine o'clock. Okay, what about to the to the left and to the right? I mean, is there a way to get around? Is there a way to get around the the field of battle? To go, yeah. You know, say the, okay, the bad guys are north, the good guys are south. I mean, how far east or west would they have to go to, to flank the enemy? So in miles, this front. Oh, God. This front in miles is probably 35 or 40 miles wide total. Um, you could try to backtrack and make your way down and, and, and try to make your way around. Um, but your, your contact is not going to wait. And as you know, Arturo is very concerned with timing and that things happen when they should. But we don't show up if we're dead. Are you expressing any of this to Arturo? Or is this just yeah. you thinking out loud? Oh my God, 35 miles, 300 meters. These... Yes, this is a massive battlefield. This is the 11th battle in this region. So there's no flanking them. No, this is, this is the Italians have, have continued to push north toward, um, toward the Austrian border, but there are still, there, there's still quite a ways between um where they are and the austrian border the austro-hungarian border but you are you are in the foothills of the alps at this point essentially and like i said this is the 11th battle of isonzo not that raymond knows this but this front has been a steady front of war this 40 50 60 miles has been a steady front of war going on two and a half years at this point. There have been hundreds of thousands killed. This has been going on for two and a half years, and Arturo walked us right to it. Mm, bad planning, Arturo. Arturo, what's the plan? Well, if we're lucky with the fog on the ground and the mist, if you follow my footsteps, perhaps we can get across this very quickly. And then we can make our way up to Franciego and continue our journey. Trust me. Hmm? I've followed his footsteps before. It's not 
anything he wants to do. But, I mean, this crazy old dude hasn't uh, led him astray so far. So we are in agreement? I follow your block. Let's get a couple of the masks. We're going to wrangle a couple of gas masks. Okay. I think that's easy enough to do. Yeah, I'm, I bet. You get a couple of gas masks on? Yeah. If we didn't, we probably had them already, didn't we? I will tell you, Raymond, I will tell you, this will get difficult, but we have somewhere to be, and so we will be there. Yes? All right, Arturo. Just get us to that line. Do your magic. Oh, shit. All right. Raymond's going to focus on his waist. He got a trench shovel in one hand, and he's got the muckler in the other. Holding the muckler. Perfect. Where's the muckler? Arturo grabs a rifle, puts on his gas mask, and nods real quick at you, and... Damn. Runs about five steps down the trench to a ladder, climbs the ladder very quickly, and is standing at the top of the ladder. Hurry up. Let's not waste time. No. There's no waste time. I mean, Raymond is right in his back pocket. Eyes wide open, head down, right on that dude. I mean, no matter how crazy it looks. You see him and you can hear the bullets whizzing by you. And this is new. Oh yeah. This is, this is a new experience for Raymond. You've had, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you've been on a battlefield before. You've been on a battlefield Dozens and dozens of times, but not like this. No, it's this is on a whole nother level. This is not swords and shields and mucklers and daggers and spears. This is there's no muck bala. This is just muck. This is just muck. Thundering muck. The two of you hit the top of the ladder, and you hear a charge. Uh, you hear a a yell from some of the men behind you in the trench. And over your shoulder, you can see dozens more coming up over the trench wall to follow you. What did you do, Arturo? All right, right in that back pocket. Arturo isn't running, he's just kind of jogging. Damn it all. He's not running super fast. Neither's Raymond. He seems very kind of nonchalant. And this crowd of men behind you or very quickly catches up to you and passes you all. Oh, no. You can count at least 40, if not 50, but it's hard to tell because, you know what I mean, you you can't see. It's misty. It's yeah, foggy. You can't, you can't see, but maybe 20 feet in, in either direction. Yeah, you're judging voice. I want you to roll agility, please. Oh, throw up. Man, what is the deal? Three. Okay, so I'm gonna tell it, but you get to embellish. Okay. Arturo is kind of just continuing his jog. This crowd of soldiers passes you guys by, and Arturo quickly drops to the ground, face first, and is laying sprayed out, sp sprayed out, is laying splayed out um, in the mud. What do you do? Uh, Raymond's right on top of him. Splayed out in the mud. Right as you hit the ground um, along with him, you hear bullets whiz past you and hit the ground um, all around you. Yeah. Arturo says, let's go. Pops up. Going. And this time takes off running at a full sprint as fast as he can. You can see Thank the God. you can see the footprints, you know, in the in the grass and mud um, from those shoes that he's wearing. Um, he quickly stops, steps to the right. Ugh, hokey pokey. You're following? I mean, it, it goes against all my nature, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm in his pocket. What he does, I do. Um, I mean, I've seen this, not at this, this level, but I, I've seen him, you know, take one step to the left and just miss everything, you know? Well, this is another one of those instances. Yep. As something goes flying by the two of you, not Ugh. six inches from your head. 
You're not sure what it was until you hear the explosion behind you. A grenade, perhaps? He takes off running at a full sprint again. Thank God. Except this time, he's going to the right. He's not going forward anymore. All right. Roll perception. Wake up, brother. Ooh, that's it. Five. Five total. Eyes wide open. The color of the air... I know that sounds weird. The color of the fog is changing around you. Okay. And you're not sure that it's from the sun coming out. But it's becoming kind of yellow-green. Okay. You're not unfamiliar with um, with the chemical warfare that's gone on. It's something that Arturo warned you about previously. It's why you were so yeah. smart to grab the masks, I'm guessing. Well, Raymond wears the mask, you know, on a beautiful sunny day. He thinks your whole world stinks. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Like I said, he's just following this. I mean, you know, you saw his perceptions. He's just, his radar is up. Okay. And uh, trying to keep perspective of which way the enemy line is. Right. Right. So, so now you know that it's on your left. He's, he's just trying to keep that in perspective. I mean, you know, it's a mess. Uh, Arturo slows down his jog a little bit and he, he points up in the air above you. I'm looking. And then he points at his ear and then he points up above you and then he points at his ear and then he takes a left and takes off sprinting. Okay. Right behind him. And listening, try to try to pick up the sound he's hearing. Perception. Roll perception, please. Yes. All right. Come on. Oh, we're getting perception rolls like crazy. Six, six total. Spidey senses are up. Tell me what it is that you hear. There's an old prop plane flying over. The guy's just dropping, uh, what do they call them? Grenades. He's lobbing potato mashers from a uh, from an old prop plane. Okay. Raymond sees him. It's not that you can see him, but you can definitely, you know what I mean? Be because you are so aware um, and you have that, um, not a sniper necessarily, but because you have been involved in, in so much battle, um, you are able to track it by the sound. Even the sound of it is enough for you to track it if you, you know, with, with your perception. Okay, so um, let's see. Who gets to go first? What are you doing? Raymond's turn? Yeah, go for it. Okay. He's going to catch that sound, and he's going to try to leap up, you know, leap up in its general, um, like it's coming towards Raymond into his incoming airspace. Okay. Give me a might roll. Ooh, might's got some power. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four. Rolling another four. Four total. Okay. Um, tell me what happens. Raymond springs up, and he flies right in front of that damn airplane, and he heaves the trench shovel right through the propeller into the pilot's face. The plane goes careening. Smoke. Uh... The, the blood of, of the pilot's head um, streaking through the air as the plane it just drops out of the sky into the ground. You hear the explosion as it hits 100, 120 meters from you. You land back on the ground, and Arturo is standing there patiently waiting for you. Beautiful. Let's go. Very nice. Very nice. And he takes off running um, straight toward the enemy line. Right behind him. Back pocket. As you were coming down, you could see off in the distance an entire... Uh, uh, you could see off in the distance a group of Austro-Hungarian soldiers coming up out of the trench and... Not our friends. Running in your direction. Not your friends. Okay, so we have been kind of headed east, and then we started heading back north, and jumped up, hit a plane, and now there's all the boys are coming for us. Or at least a group of them are, yes. 
although they may have just been setting a charge anyways before they even noticed us out here with the fog and the mist and I mean, you could hang out and wait and, you know, capture one and see if that's what they were doing. Not going to worry about capturing anybody. <laughs> so Arturo continues to run straight forward. And it's it's this continual um, ballet. I don't think that's the right word, but essentially, you know, and he, again, he drops to the ground. He turns left. Um, he stops. He takes three steps back, you know, and there are all of these things that, just he anticipates them in such a way um, that you know that you you have to follow. Um, right. Or I'm going to get hit. Or it's likely that you'll get hit. Yeah. Yeah. But he's but he's also not um, he's not quite so he's he's not holding your hand and making you do these things along with him. This is nope. just he is just. He'll, he stands up, he dashes forward, he drops to the ground, he, he rolls over twice, he stands up, he runs to the right, he moves forward, he stops, he, you know what I mean, he takes two steps to the left, he he runs at a 45 degree angle to the left, he moves forward, he, he dives to the ground, and all, of, all the time there are things that, there are bullets, you know, that whiz by, there are, you know, there, there are explosions, there are hand grenades, there are... Right where he was standing two seconds ago. Right. He yes. he hops. He misses a mine. Yes, he right. He has right. He has sidestepped, you know, multiple landmines. He has I mean it's it's it is. I guess I guess ballet is the right word for it. Um it's almost as if he has rehearsed this. Was it Mega Man that you had to know exactly when to jump, hit A twice? you know, push down, do back twice, that precision. Um, and it's and it's like it's rehearsed for him. He knows exactly where he needs to be, exactly when he needs to be there. That's how Arturo survives. That's not how Raymond's got to operate all the time. We've got a... They're going to flank us on the left. Yeah, they were coming generally from the, your left side, is what you saw. Raymond Raymond hits the ground, double hops a couple times behind Arturo, and he says, oh, what does he say? Well, Arturo, we got to clean this up a little bit for your brethren. I'm jumping out. Stay the course. I will meet you on the other side, my friend. Ray is going to leap uh, towards those men and if he can't do it in one shot he's just gonna keep bouncing you know at hard different angles he doesn't have that i don't know what arturo does like if he lives in the future or he moves really fast and everything around him moves slow i don't understand his magic but raymond doesn't have that and he's just gonna have to bounce and move quick you are bounding forward and it does not take you long to hear the hundreds of footsteps as they are trudging through the mud and the grass across this killing field. Hundreds? You know they're coming, but they don't know you're coming. What do you do? Hundreds of footsteps, boy. Okay, so he's he's bounding towards them, all right? And he wants to land right between them all, you know, right in the middle of them. And uh, he's gonna unload the muckler. He's gonna make one more leap, drop it, let the weight of the ball pull the chain. And then as he comes down, he's going to smash a man from helmet to tank into the mud. All right, roll bite. Oh yeah, he's a big roll baby, come on. Oh, <laughs> three sixes and two twos and a four. All right, Three, four, good five, start, six. baby. Hot dice. Yeah. Seven, eight. Eight total. So tell me how you take out eight of these men as you land in the, as you crush the first one down with the muckler and pound him into the ground, the first muck. Now tell me how the next seven go. Rip the muckler out, out of whatever's left of him and let the weight of it sling him around so he's starting to cover space. First swing smashes two soldiers' heads together. Their eye sockets 
clack together and they're combined. They're conjoined by the heads. I, I love the excitement. It's how it should be. But pull the mic away from your mouth a little bit because you're clipping out on me. So we're gonna we're gonna leap off those two that he just smashed. I mean, just the weight of the muckler is carrying his body around. It's as if the damn thing is leading him. With every movement, there's someone else's, you know, someone else's destruction. He doesn't go for all heads. He puts one right through a guy's chest. He smashes a man's femur so, so violently that it just tears off the entirety of the leg and uh, that femoral artery just splashes on the ground. And before he can think about that, he grabs the helmet he's wearing and crushes it around his head. And then he pulls it off with, uh, how many we got here? <laughs> I think I think that was five. <laughs> okay. Maybe six, somewhere in there. He grips that helmet, squeezes it around his head, pulls off helmet and whatever's in the helmet, and slams that spike on the end of it right into a guy charging him with bayonet. Puts it right through his nose, into his brain. And then Muckler swings out, lands under a guy's chin, and sends him 30 yards away. Six, seven. All right, so he's put that, put that damn uh, helmet in that guy's nose. There's another guy who, you know, through his momentum, he's standing there, just his jaw is hanging. And Raymond reaches out, grabs his jaw, pulls it off his face, snaps it with two fingers, his thumb and his little finger, and then shoves it back into his eye skull. You have cleared yourself a space within this crowd of soldiers. This gives them an opportunity to shoot. Most of them... Just keep moving. Most of them are stuck standing still. With the gas mask on, I assume that you are covered, gloves. You know, you said you had the soldier's coat on, all of those things. You have the muckler on one hand. Yeah. Most of them seem to just be frozen in place. Several of them take off running away from you. That's probably a good idea. But there there are a few that... Um, are going to move away from you, but are, are going to attempt to fire on you. Damn. So I need you to roll toughness or agility, whichever you would prefer. Are you going to dodge or are you going to resist? Um, we had a, we had better, better rolls of toughness. Didn't we? No, we had twos on both of them. All right, come on, baby. Get hot. Here we go. Going to tough it out. Here we go. Seven altogether. Tell me how you resist tell your side of it as these um as these soldiers fire off rifles at you um and you are able to resist their bullets i mean he's from another dimension you know it's almost as if he's come with a, a different form of density you know but he still kind of dances in the middle of them so they don't hit him you know flush and so they you know kind of they kind of glance off him if they, they hit him at a you know, and they're not hitting him direct. He's not bulletproof, right? I mean, he can't be bulletproof. He is, he's bulletproof. Isn't he? Ain't he? Yeah, okay, cut. Pretty sure we've established that at this point? Yeah. This is probably the first time since he's been on Earth that anyone has shot him with a bullet. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's you know, he's able, more often than not, he is able to resist this kind of physical damage yeah yeah so rewind play again i mean you know they sting pop pop you know they're using the little ones hopefully but uh he's not concerned with them he's he takes a couple shots from him and he's leaping away towards that trench their their front line in the same manner he he jumped up on them just jumping, but paying very close attention to keeping his footing. You know, he's been out here. He knows what a mess it is. So you leap out of this crowd of soldiers as they are running 
some shooting, some standing there, pissing their pants. Jumping towards their, their trenches. You are much more than halfway at this point. You you saw where you were, essentially, above the fog. Yeah, you are you are well well aware of where that trench line is. Um, and as you are leaping up into the air, um, how high are you trying to get? Or, you know what I mean? Are you jumping 30 feet at a time, 50 feet at a time, 100 feet at a time? I'm jumping for distance. So, you know, maybe 12 feet in the air. Okay. You're easily twice as high, you know what I mean? You are leaping over these men and you hit down into the crowd. And as you come down into the crowd, I can see you swinging the muckler if there are if there are people around you, if there are soldiers around you, you know, and, and kind of swathing your way through a few of them and then leaping again and, and cutting through, you know, the next few that are close to you as you land. And again, leaping and doing the same thing um, throughout. Yeah working my way to their to their line yeah where do you want to end up i want to be in it you want to hit their trench or you want to hit the other side of their trench what 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 is your plan i want to get in the trench okay you get there and we're looking for weapons are we getting there oh you're gonna get there with your might yeah your your might alone allows you leaping you know without issue it's not like you're trying to jump a mile into the air um you you have eight dice. You are you have superhuman strength. Um so yeah, you you're able to you're able to bound your way through there, no problem. And you see these guys as you're coming down, you're you're clearing yourself an area and then leaping again and then leaping again. Um Yeah. Landing on people that don't even see me coming. Right. It's no problem for you to get there. What are you doing once you get there? Tell me how you land, where you land, and and what you're doing. He's he's putting himself in their trench, and then he is going to work as fast as he can, running through there with the muckler, and then whatever he can find as an improvised improvised weapon in his other hand. I mean, slam dancing, mosh, mosh pit, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty. He's just barreling through there, and if he's just got to crush a man against the wall, then so be it. I mean, just using this massive strength to just tear through. People don't even know anything is happening until it's already happened to them. I want you to roll mine. Come on, baby. We've been having fools. Oh, all twos. All right, four, five, six total. Yeah, just keep just keep going with the bloodbath, man. Just just keep keep rolling with that story. Yeah. I mean, he is just like a like a wrecking ball, you know, but with both arms moving. I mean, they don't even have time to think before this this Superman is ripping through them and just every one of them through this trench. I imagine, you know, these trenches, they, some parts are thin, some parts widen. It doesn't have to be pretty, man. He is just smashing ants. Ugh. Smashing ants. This is, this is, um the reality of war well with the super type coming at you and then on right and then on top of it you have someone that is faster There's and no stronger one to impress than, yeah faster and stronger than anyone these people have ever imagined and has been trained as a killing machine for it's a nightmare yeah for what 20 years at this point since the day he was born essentially well, let's see, like 2017, he's, hell, he's probably damn near 40. And he's kind of grizzled at this point. Yeah, he's not trying to impress anyone. Oof. Right, this isn't the Roni Lota, this isn't the Mukbala, this isn't the... No. This isn't any of those games that he would play with his squad back on Mayhem. This is... Well, and the thing, too, is, uh, you know, everyone else is trying to make it pretty, and here it's just everyone, everyone is smashing ants. I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but just unleashing hot metal through the fog, and, oh, it's horrible. As you are tearing through the trench, you, you come across a mortar nest, and as you break your way into it, I need you to roll toughness. Oh, no! Oh, two, two total, two total. Oh! you turn the corner in this trench and come upon this mortar nest 
right as the soldier drops the mortar into the cannon, you swing across and the mortar, instead of shooting up, shoots straight into the side of the trench. Shrapnel and mud, um, rocks all blast at you, but you are in such a fury that all it does is coat the gas mask over with mud. You are not harmed in any way. Um, and you continue on. Well, hold on. I've been headed the opposite direction, haven't I? Okay, I went into the, the trench, and then I, I kept heading east. Okay. No, he went west. That's where the brethren are. He's trying to clear a way for them. Yeah, he went, he doubled back so he could clear the line for the guys behind him. Okay, so you're you're making your way back west through the trenches, um, right. trying to clear out as many of these guys as you can. Yeah, clearing west. And after he's gotten a ways, God, they're so, so far away. There's, I mean, they're not going to hear you yell. I mean, at some point he's got to he's got to he's got to stop and head back. All right, so he he quieted this trench. He's going to peek over the hill to the north, to the next layer, the mortars. So you know that they're back there, and you can hear them firing off. Roll perception. Perception been hot. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Three, four, four total. You are easily. Through, again, through that perception of yours, through the sound of it, you're you're able to identify where at least a half a dozen of these mortar nests are um, within a hundred meters in either direction. It is a constant barrage of mortars and gunfire. Um, are you still down in the trench at this point, or are you coming up out of it? Well, like I said, he's 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 poking out to see what's what's the next line. Yeah, you poke out, you're kind of, you know, you're concentrating, um, you're, you're listening closely, and you're, you're, you're able to identify where about half a dozen different mortar nests are. Okay, and these nests, I've, I've seen them before. Um, what do they look like? What are we talking about? They're, they don't have a trench dug for these. They're more uh, isolated. You, you came across one of them inside the trench itself. Um, it was kind of the, the trench was dug back and the and the mortar nest was kind of um, basically built into a, a wider section of the trench. Um, okay. Some of these other ones you don't know. Um, you don't know exactly what or where they might or you know what they look like because you can't really see out to where they are. You've just been able to kind of identify it by sound. Um, you can hear the you know you can hear the explosions. You know, as the as the mortars are shot out of the cannons. Well, let's use a similar strategy we did last time. I'm assuming there's, you know, they're gonna have uh, machine gun coverage, and the mortar shoots at a different angle. But he's he's still gonna keep that low trajectory leap, and he's gonna zigzag it. And his objective is to get to the the west end of what he can what he can see he, he wants to kind of stay in a straight line like he's trying to clear this entire line hoping that the brethren see that the the foxhole's gone quiet and maybe they can make an advance on that as you make the first leap i want you to i want you to roll either agility or toughness as two streams of fire damn they saw me coming from two different angles um come streaking at you okay well toughness better roll but we're gonna try to agility it <laughs> come on baby mm, not seeing anything good two two total buddy you gotta wake up you're gonna get killed this is gonna hurt yeah okay so you're gonna take two harm and <sighs> your coat catches fire as these two soldiers with flamethrowers um, step Ooh. up and unload these streams of fire on you as you are jumping away. You're still able to make your leap and get out of there, but your your coat is on fire as you as you make that first leap and land, you know, 40 or 50 feet away. Caught it on the way. Yep. What do you do? So he's he's past the flamethrowers? Yes. 
they caught you as you got up and out of the trench and right. started to take your first leap and they unloaded on you and you leapt away from them, but not before right. they were able to hit you with the flamethrowers. Let's, uh, let's get to the mortar nest and, uh, lose the coat. Okay. You, you land, do you want to land close to it, around it, in it? What do you, what do you, what's your intention with the mortar nest with the first one? I want to land in the damn thing on top of somebody. Roll Mike. Four, 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 fours. There are two soldiers in the mortar nest. Tell me as you come down, there's a, you know what I mean? There's like a little half circle of sandbags stacked up in front of it. Um, tell me what happens as you land in amidst. He comes down, muckler first, bleh, splatters everywhere. And then with his other hand, he just swipes the other guy's head off with his full might. Just, this is going to be painless, like smack. Yikes and away. All right, where you headed? One down. He's going to see what happens when he lobs mo- mortars. Okay. So you're going to start throwing mortar shells? Yep. I want to throw a couple back towards those flamethrowers. Awesome. Um, agility. I got some of that. All right, baby. Give it to me. Uh, damn it. One dies. Things going to blow up in your hand. No. Um, y- you took out one of the two flamethrowers. Um, nice. Big explosion. Yeah, big explosion. It, it, you know, you hear the scream, um, but they were too far apart for, for one mortar shell to get both of them. But, but you're sure that you took out at least one of them. I'm going to throw a couple more in that direction. And then I want to throw some to the east towards, uh, the other mortar nests. Okay. Roll agility. All right. Everybody step up here. Come on. Roll hot dice. Two, three. How many? How many mortar shells did you throw? He, he hit with three. Tell me about it. Tell me what happens. So he launches another one towards that other flamethrower, and you hear "tink the boosh." And uh, this time, he had friends in tow, you know. And this thing has caught people and everything they were in in a fuel-covered flame. And they just start running all over the place, lighting up this whole section between the mortar line and the trenches. And then he takes the other two mortars, and I mean, he's throwing them hard, you know? They erupt with the uh, munitions they have stowed in that nest. One of them's about to launch. Explosions are happening now that can probably be seen from a distance. You can hear all around you, people yelling, um, the gunfire lessens for a few seconds um, as these explosions are going off in the in the area around you. Um, you have you have broken the line, and through your actions, have started to sow the seeds of chaos amongst the Austro-Hungarian army. Like I said, the the sound of the gunfire um, almost ceases from close by you. And then you hear a roar as Italian soldiers run over and start opening fire on this line. You can hear the battle increase and you and that language, you can hear people yelling in Italian and, and um, obviously you have broken the line and the Italian soldiers are now making their way up and through um, the front and into the trenches too. As you launch the the third mortar shell and it explodes, from off in the distance, you can see Arturo just walking. And he and he walks up and he's probably a hundred meters from you. And he waves. And he points off to the north. Okay. And he just he just starts walking off to the north. Raymond is going to um, get right back in that back pocket. Not his fight. Well, it seems you've, uh, it seems you've helped tremendously, my friend. Mm, they'll be back here tomorrow. 
doing the same thing. Everyone's distracted. Let's let's make our way. Hmm? Uh, okay. <laughs> and he's got a smile on his face, and you know he doesn't seem concerned with any of it. Did you shoot that? Uh, what this rifle? Yeah. Um. No, I I used it one time to um to wedge open um the door but that was that was all i needed it for you know me <laughs> Raymond's gonna walk out and and kind of look over his shoulder and and uh just take it in and i mean just look at it you know just seen something he never seen before you know yeah explosions so loud the smell of chlorine the the stinging of your eyes the the feel of bullets bouncing off of your skin. Just the impersonal way of you're just shooting into darkness and hoping you, you know, hit somebody's son. Raymond and Arturo continue their journey together and move north and east through Italy and across the Adriatic. They, how much has Arturo told you? Uh, let's see, August 17, um, Ray's been here for about a year because he arrives in 16. So, um, I mean, Raymond's picking his mind and, and trying to get as much information as he can, you know. Um, do you know where you're going? Um, some place with a French name, I guess, in the uh, New World. So you catch a boat in the Gulf of Venice. They get on this boat and uh, the noise has kind of died off behind him. And Raymond's been, you know, he's, he's, he's been a little shook by what he saw there, you know? And he's been quiet for, for several miles, miles and miles. They get on the boat and he's unraveling it, you know, and he's replaying it in his head. And him and Arturo are, trying on the uh, passenger's hats. Arturo, I have a question. Anything for you, my friend. What was it? What did you say to the lieutenant? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Latuna? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. What did you say to him? Well, Raymond, I told him that I had brought the Scarlet Spartan and that he would break the line and that he should watch for the signals and then send in the charge. So you're referring to me as this Scarlet Spartan? It's kind of snappy, isn't it? We'll go over that. But how, how did you know that I was going to double back break the line and then give him a signal. I've spent a year with you at this point, Raymond. I can pretty much guarantee that anytime we're in a situation like this, that you're going to come out on top. Hmm. We broke the line. We certainly did. And we gave him a good signal. It was impressive. I hope your brethren survive the day. You guys make several stops on the way, but eventually, through U-boat-infested waters and across the Atlantic, up through the St. Lawrence, and as you are crossing into out of international waters and into Canadian waters for the first time. Oh, well, this is a whole new experience for Raymond, too. I mean, we've got water, but not like this. This is, you know, on the ocean for a month, isn't it? It's something like that, yeah. Maybe more. New experiences. Everything's new. Mayheim has great lakes. Doesn't have great oceans. And the two of you, you know, you, you've spent time together on the boat. Um, likely Arturo is... Helping you to adjust, but also Always help, teaching. 
always teaching, but also helping you to hide. Right. He's a sunburnt tourist. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, is that is that a line that you get from Arturo? Is that what he keeps telling people when they when they look at you sideways? Yeah, yeah. He's from north southern southern Italy. North from north southern Italy. North southern Italy, yeah. You have southern Italy, central southern Italy, and then northern southern Italy, and then southern central Italy, central central Italy, north central Italy, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean you can't tell that to the other uh, the other uh, Italians, but you know anybody else in 1917, unless they teach geography, would have no knowledge of. Right. I mean, typical education is sixth grade. I don't know that it's even typical. Right. Right. Pretty easy to bamboozle people. Raymond, I need you to remember one thing. Okay. You must be a hero. That's it. Um, well, if the opportunity lends itself. I cannot reveal too much to you. You know how uh, the waters will get muddy. But this place, Detroit. Yes? Detroit. Detroit. These Americans. The new world. Detroit. The new world, yes. The new world. This will be the third world I've gone to. Well, it's still in the same world. It's just how we refer to it in our, well, silly Italian history. It's really, it's been there the whole time. It's not new. It's not like it was just created or anything along those lines. It's, um... <sighs> Arturo. Yes, Raymond. Before we get to Detroit, I want a hat. Gentlemen wear hats in public and i want to hit detroit and i want them to know that i am a gentleman this is a good plan we will definitely find you a hat when we get to detroit before so when we get to detroit i'm already wearing a hat well perhaps we size someone up here on the boat and um perhaps they have a hat that they aren't using Borrow a hat? Oh, yes. Most men have many hats. Okay, let's go about <laughs> robbing people's luggage. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Duke Walter, your Game Master. Renaissance City is a Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition actual play set in an alternate 1920s Detroit. It's a bit noir, a bit sci-fi, and a whole lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Invisible Duke. The Scarlet Spartan is played by Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. Saint Shadow is played by Jazz Abramowitz. You can find all of our content at ttrptheater.com. We have links to our YouTube page, our Twitter, Twitch, all of those things there. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more Renaissance City. <laughs>